And I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. And that's all there is to it. Just another fat fuck walking out of the casino with a suitcase. All right, we're back in studio. Must be Tuesday. It's Tuesday evening, though. We're recording a little bit later than normal. Uh, mood lighting is set in the podcast room. We're back for another week of the It's Just Money podcast presented by Two Brothers North. That is the premier clothing and guiding company for the Duck Hunter on the Missouri River. We appreciate those guys once again. Um, the board's better this week. We're thankful for that. Uh, we'll recap our weekend and uh, we'll dive in. Yeah, so uh, I actually had a good weekend, I think I'd like to say. Uh, I was up two and a half units. Um, with what I usually bet, you know, if you don't know what a unit is, it's just your normal bet. Um, up two and a half units, three and two, but I am very happy with that. I put a lot of money on Marshall. Marshall did their thing, put me up quite a bit. Um, had a couple games that never really had a chance, but I am happy with how the weekend went. Schaefer, I'm curious as to how it went for you. Oh, yeah? Like, you don't know what the fuck I did this weekend? To my loyal listeners... I want to apologize for the poor performance this weekend. Um, no, I went two and five, but it doesn't speak for itself. Oof. I lost by three games by a combined score of four and a half points. It was just that kind of weekend. I promise I'm going to give you more winners this week. I'm kind of hoping on Buffalo right now. To score That's a promise? Them. Oh, yeah. That's, That's a, a promise. We promise that every week, don't we? I, we deliver. Yeah, oh, so I apologize for the poor performance last week, but... Uh, yeah, it was just one of those weeks. Good old kick in the nuts, and we're going to bounce back. Uh, my weekend is okay. Uh, split even on the record, up a half a unit, because I, I put more money on some games than others. Tonight, we got Buffalo and Bowling Green in action, Akron and Kent State. That's going on as we speak. Massive spreads in those games. We did not like them. I believe Sh- Schaefer took Buffalo. Um, it looks like that should pan out, hopefully. Um, tomorrow night, some more action. Um, let's go into one of those games. Let's go into Western Michigan at Central Michigan. The Chips were one-and-a-half-point favorites today. And the over-under is set at 59-and-a-half. Both teams are 2-0 and and 2-0 and against the spread. What's the play? I uh, This was probably going to be one of the games I was going to play tomorrow, too, actually. Uh, you see one-and-a-half. Uh, this afternoon, or I don't know, recently I saw it at just a pick-em. Uh, but... I was a little shocked to see that Western Michigan was not the favorite. I like Western Michigan in that game. I think Vegas might be just a little bit scared because they had the most unbelievable cover of all time last week and just an absolute crazy, crazy game where they got an onside kick and then a fake spike to win. So maybe that's why they just might think Western Michigan's a fluke. I don't think so. I'm going to pick Western Michigan to win outright against Central Michigan in this game. Sounds like recency bias. Like you bet them once and you're like, oh, that worked out really well. Well, I just think they're, they're a good team. Now, I, I like Central Michigan in this one. And um, just looking at the two teams and how they compare themselves, they're both sitting at a 2-0. and They're both decent MAC teams. Um, I think Central Michigan's a better play. I think they might be um, – they're less probably less experienced at the quarterback position, but the kid's good. Um, so the, I, I pick them. I, I mean, I – don't see myself going to Western Michigan considering how they played most of the game um, that first week. And then they had um, Akron where Akron's not a good team, but they are playing really well right now. Um, but I think Central Michigan's got two better wins, and I think that might be the play, if anything. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Central Michigan here as well. Uh, they run the ball a bit better, and they have a better defense according to the numbers. Um, over the first two games, they only allowed 18.5 points a game. Uh, that was according to covers. And Western Michigan allowed on the opposite side 27.5. Central Michigan 1-0 against the Pick'em, one week one against a pretty good Ohio team. Uh, so I like them tomorrow night, one and a half. That's the play to take. Or you can fade Schaefer. Uh, fade Schaefer. That that might even be the better thing to say there instead of tailing me. Just fade Schaefer. Um, yeah, so let's jump into another game. Big time Big Ten matchup. So people think. Vegas does not think so. Indiana at Ohio State. Ohio State, 20-point favorites, 20-and-a-half-point favorites against the Hoosiers. Um over-under set at 65, and Indiana is plus 700 to win this game on the money line. What's happening? Yeah, this is uh, kind of a spread where I thought it'd be at 17-ish. Um, opened at 20, 20 and a half now. Over-under 66. That, I don't think the over-under would be your play. Because I think what Vegas is thinking is that Indiana's offense is kind of slow down a lot. Uh, and Ohio State will get their points. I don't care who they're playing. But I think they're thinking that'll be a slower Indiana offense. 20.5 is a lot of points. But are you that impressed with Indiana after not scoring in the second half last week against Michigan State? That win week one against Penn State isn't looking prettier every week. Um, are you confident to lay 20.5 with them? I don't know. If I had to lean somewhere, I'm going to take the team that's been there, done that, been around a team that's had one good year and shut them up pretty quick. So... That'll be interesting. I just think Ohio State's way more talented. I think they're better coached. Ryan Day already got after him in a post-game press conference two weeks ago saying that they looked lazy, lackadaisical, and all this stuff. So you know they're not taking teams lightly. So that's my lean on that one for sure. That'll be a game to watch. Though. I don't know how you can't watch this game at 11 a.m. Like there's, This is the biggest one. Oh, yeah. This is this is a lot better uh, game selection this week than compared to last week. It was just abysmal. But I don't know. I I think that Vegas wasn't very impressed with Indiana's performance last week against Michigan State. They they shut them out, but like you said, JP, the offense just wasn't there. I think if Indiana is looking to cover, Penix has to be way more accurate this week. A couple of bad picks, a couple of missed throws. If he can do that, I think they're going to stick within 20.5 points. Indiana's defense is good. Uh, they've given up 21 against Michigan, 21, I think it was Rutgers, and then obviously zero last week. You can't complain about that, and you can't think that they're not a very good defense. But a uh, stat for you, Indiana's 5-0 and against the spread against Ohio State in their last five meetings. Ohio State's dominated them, uh, winning straight up, but Indiana seems to cover. And I think this is still a good team. I think Penix is going to have a better game this week. Not sure if I'm going to look to bet it, but if I do, uh, look for me to uh, lean towards Indiana 20 and a half. That's interesting, though, because now that you're talking about Indiana being in games, they're always in games with teams. I mean, the last X amount of years, I can remember them being in a game with either Penn State, Ohio State, or somebody where they had to go um, either host somebody or go to the shoe or go to Happy Valley and play in a game against somebody who's probably a huge favorite on them. Um, so, looking, I mean, looking back, 2019 was a 40-point win against, for Ohio State year before 23, um, but they've had opportunities in most of these games. They were pretty even and then just pulling away late, which is the same story you're seeing in this line. Um, they don't think it's four quarters worth of Indiana playing well against Ohio State, but they do think if you give them two, I th Ohio State will still win by that 21. I just, three touchdown margin. I just think that 20 and a half points is hard to come by with a decent quarterback and 
as good of a defense as they got. But, I mean, Ohio State is that good, so we'll, we'll just have to see. I understand the hype on this one. Uh, I, I would roll with Ohio State minus 20 and a half, just let alone because Justin Fields is arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the country, if not the best. Um, Ohio State's leaps and bounds better than anybody in this conference this year. Um, it's pretty scary, actually. Michigan, terrible. Wisconsin's pretty much their only competition right now. Um, Northwestern, I do not think, is as advertised. They do not blow teams out. They never will. Um, but they're not bad. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying Ohio State is that team. Uh, Indiana, no second-half points last week, like JP said. That's tough to see against probably the worst team in the Big Ten, Michigan State. Well, I understand they beat Michigan, but we talked about that last week. The rivalry game, it's different. I think Ohio State wins this game easily. And as they've shown all year, they're not going to take their foot off the gas. They're going to blow teams out. They're going to score on fourth and one from the one-yard line with five seconds left up by 30. I think that even that garbage time touchdown alone could make this a 21-point, 30-point win against Indiana. Um, and Indiana hasn't played anybody, really. Penn State week one, that was a big upset. Is it? They're 0-4. They're terrible. Uh, I like Ohio State here. They're the, flat out the better team. Seven and a half last week we felt like it was a lock, and then it only ends up being 24. It looked like a lock if you watch the game. But still, not scoring in the second half against that Michigan State team is atrocious. And if they do that, if they show any sign of that against Ohio State, this will be an easy cover. All right, let's jump to a completely different side of things. Let's go into Appalachian State at Coastal Carolina. Coastal, 7-0. They opened at 3 now at five and a half, over-unders, 48 in this game. App State plus 175 on the money line. What happens here? This is circle the calendar here for the Sun Belt. This is the game of the year in the Sun Belt right now. Right now, And I think it'll be that way for weeks to come. I don't think there'll be a game that shows up later weeks. Um, Coastal does have to play Liberty at the end of the year. So that'll be a good game, but Liberty not a Sun Belt team. Has that been scheduled um, this whole yeah. time? Yeah. That's yep. awesome. That's I didn't know end that. Of the year. Yep. That'll be a that. huge game. Um, but yeah, this line has been moving a lot. And I think that's simply because you have a bad ATS team in App State, but people think are just, is a better all around team. One in six against the spread. This um, week. Coastal is just red hot right now. They can't, they can't lose. They're blowing teams out. They're playing the way, um, everybody thought they would absolutely bomb in the Sun Belt and they'd be the last place team. But right now they're sitting seven and oh, playing well. Again, you have a really good player. And McCall, um, and a defense in App State that holds teams to minimal points. So it's something's got to give. Something's got to go. It's tough. It's a hard lean. That number's such a strange spot. If you want to take Coastal, that's such a weird spot for a game like this. Um, and then on the other side, you're like, oh, well, I'll just take App State. Uh, they one in six or one in five against the cover. Like, come on. Like that is just. It's a weird game for me. I really want to watch this game more than it probably. Top three games I want to watch all weekend. And it's a Sun Belt game. But, like, where do you go on this? So, I, I just, if I had to lean, I'd lean Coastal just because App hasn't been that money horse for me this year that they were last year. But, holy moly, this game's going to be fun to watch. Maybe not as fun to bet. JP, I, I actually completely agree. I don't know where to sit with this one. <laughs> I mean. It's so scary. Because you, you got two tails of the tape. You think it's obvious, staring right in front of you. Coastal's 4-0 and 1 against the spread in their last five. App State's 1-6 on the year. I don't know. I I, I kind of just want to fade you guys just to, for fun, but I, I think that Coastal's a good pick. 
Grayson McCall arguably can be the most efficient quarterback in the country when you have six touch or 16 touchdowns and one pick this year. However, even though they can't cover, App State's defense is very, very steady. They gave up 17 points to a good Marshall team, good Marshall offense, nonetheless. But their offense is just very stagnant and too inconsistent to predict. I mean, obviously, probably the clear-cut favorite is Coastal Carolina, but I might play App State just for fun. The over-under at 48 is interesting. Covers covers has... And it has fallen. 54% for App State. So yeah. people, America is leaning App State, actually, right But now. 48 points is strange, because I don't it will, think that... That, I, that sounds like an under. See, you, you say that, but it's already falling. Like, this number has fallen three points already. Suck my dick, I'm taking Coastal. <laughs> five and a half, I'm riding with these guys. They've been my workhorse all year. They are 5-1-1 one, one against the spread, and their push was on a 17-point line. Uh, I really enjoy watching this team. Grace McCall, like they've touched on, one of the best quarterbacks, most efficient quarterbacks in the country. C.J. Maribel in the backfield's pretty good. Um, keep an eye out this week for uh, Teron Jackson. Three sacks in the last two games. Um, he's going to be in the backfield. That App State offense is a bit shaky. I think Coastal Carolina forces a couple turnovers here, and uh, they win this game pretty handily. App State's defense is good, though, so we will need to get a performance out of Grayson McCall. Uh, let's just say this. If Coastal turns the ball over, we could be in trouble. They did that pretty pretty often uh, a couple weeks ago. I think they had three fumbles in the first half, and that's why that game was so close. If they do that against this team, I think it could be a different story. Um, but if they don't and they play their game, I think five and a half is no problem at all. I think they're by far the better team. I'm not riding with America. I'm riding with Coastal, as I always do, and that will be my play. Okay, let's go into Cincy at UCF. Uh, I know Schaefer wanted to touch on this game. Uh, Cincy is a five-point favorite early this afternoon. The over-under was set at 63, and UCF was plus 175 on the money line. Schaefer, what are we doing? Just another really fun game to look out for this weekend. But Great, great game. It's going to be a great game, but finally, I actually like somebody in this game. Give me Cincinnati five easily. UCF's defense... At times this season, has looked very shaky. That's at never, times a lot. Every week, week I looked there. Even when they were good, they were points. shaky. They were in shootouts yeah. all the time. They haven't given up a ton of points in a lot of games, but that Memphis game in particular, their defense was exposed completely. Uh, Cincinnati's quarterback Desmond Ritter has Ritter Ritter. Well, Ritter. thanks. Uh, is that a jinx? Is no, that a jinx? we don't want the jinx. That's why we is that a jinx? It's last names. Last names don't count. Fourteen hundred yards this year, fourteen touchdowns. That's efficient enough to expose this UCF defense. And Cincinnati's defense continues to be one of the best in the entire country. While uh, UCF's quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, has had uh, 20 touchdowns for two picks, I believe. He's been sacked 17 times this year, this season. Look for Cincinnati to really get after him. I don't see UCF's offense keeping up with Cincinnati. Give me Cincinnati easily five points this weekend. Yeah, so, I mean, Cincinnati, their defense is king. But that offense, I mean, they really want the crown. They want to be what's carrying this team around everywhere right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, same thing Schaefer said. With the defense Cincinnati's playing and UCF is not, can they keep up with that Bearcat offense? question is, I don't know. Um, that over-under at 63 is a strange spot because 63 tells me you think that UCF's going to put up 30 points. That's how I see it with a line at five, right? I just don't see that. I see I can give them 24 and feel fine because um, this is a good offense. This is a team that's been known to play offense for a long time. So 
I wouldn't go crazy on the over-under, but I do like Cincinnati for sure. Um, that's definitely a game I'll probably play. We don't want this line to go up too much, though. Five and a half, it's already in that sketchy number as we were touching on earlier. Live right now, it is six. So, yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's moving. It's go get it. I, go I, get I, it yeah, right now. Go get as it. you're listening. I think a touchdown's pretty safe for Cincinnati. Um, but, yeah, definitely yes. you don't want that line to keep going up. Okay. Cincinnati, I think they win this game handily. I think UCF's not a good team. I don't think their defense is worth a shit. Desmond Ritter, probably one of the better quarterbacks in the country. If they spread it out and throw it, beautiful weather is supposed to be this weekend. They spread it out and throw it. If they cover it well, that dude's going to run all over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he ran he, well last yes, week. Yes, ran very well. He, uh, he has the breakaway speed, uh, over five or six touchdown runs this year, uh, like 30, 40-plus yards, something like that. Um, I'll tell you what, this Cincinnati team is making moves. If they keep winning, if they win this game handily, they're going to be in the conversation even more than they already are. Um, I definitely think they will. Uh, UCF just not convincing whatsoever all year long. I'm going to ride Cincy here. It's definitely a game I'm going to play. I got it at five, thank, thankfully. Um, so go ahead and hop on right now and take it, whatever you can get it, unless it's like 14 or something stupid, because it could hop up there, because Cincinnati is the, is the real deal. Any t- finishing touches on that game, gentlemen? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Cincinnati fight for a playoff spot and a New Year's Six spot, but you're also looking at Luke Fickle. He's a He's going to be the biggest name on the market this year. Yep. You'll have him, and you'll have Hugh Freeze at Liberty, and you'll have uh, the guy, the head guy at Coastal. I can't think of his name right now. Those three guys are going to what, be finding jobs. What about that guy at Iowa State? That, Matt Campbell's the, a pussy. The Campbell guy? Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, maybe not. All right, let's jump to something else. <laughs> Wake Forest at Duke. We'll hop over to the ACC. Um, Wake Forest, four-and-a-half-point favorites in this game against the Blue Devils. Over-under is set at 63. Duke is plus 165 on the money line. Uh, Wake is 6-1 and one against the spread this year. Not a bad team at all. They can put up points. They showed that last week against North Carolina. Uh, didn't pan out the way they wanted it to, but what happens in this one? Yeah, I like Wake in this, and I like them for a couple reasons. They have been solid this year. They're 6-1 and one ATS. Duke I have no confidence in. I mean, I think their ATS number is 4-4 four and four because they yes. have such big numbers against them. It's hard not to cover, almost. So, like, Wake's played solid. Sam Hartman is a solid quarterback. I think that team can win pretty easily against Duke. I think if they just play their game and sit normal. But people, this line has moved down. But I just don't see it being because people are confident in um, Duke. I think they just maybe aren't as high on Wake as I am at the moment. So, But I do like Wake. I do think they'll score. And I think they'll handle that game pretty easily. I mean, yeah, like you said, JP, against the spread 6-1, and one, that's obviously very efficient. But we're going to look at common opponents here. Both of their last games, Wake and Dukes, were North Carolina. Duke, two weeks ago, North Carolina, at home, got absolutely trounced 56-24. Whereas last week, Wake Forest should have won that game. I mean, all in all honesty, they should have. They've put up 53 points. And North Carolina's defense isn't very good, and Duke struggled struggled to score points. So, I don't know. I like Wake Forest. I think they're playing better football, um, and their covers against the spread speak for itself. So, and I, I think that's what it'll come down to in this game is Wake Forest getting a stop here and there. Um, their offense obviously isn't the problem. They're putting up pretty good numbers on the offensive side of the ball. Sam Hartman, like JP touched on, pretty good quarterback. Uh, he's really grown into himself. Wake Forest, I hope they put up a bunch here because I'm definitely taking Wake. 
Uh, I like the Demon Deacons here as well. Duke's just not convincing in any way, shape, or form. Other than when they covered early against Notre Dame when I told Schaefer to use his risk-free bet on Duke covering that, and he didn't listen, and he lost his risk-free bet. I'll never forget that in my life. Um, I actually didn't mind Duke. I didn't think they were a bad football team a couple of years ago. They made a pretty they made a pretty decent bowl game at 9-3. and three. Um, But I do like Wake Forest here, so that is the play, a unanimous Wake Forest decision. All right, let's hop in. Back to the Big Ten. Wisconsin at Northwestern. They're both undefeated teams in the Big Ten. Wisconsin obviously 2-0 coming off a big win against Michigan. Uh, Northwestern 4-0 after beating Purdue by 7. This game is 7.5 in favor of the Badgers. The over-under is 43.5. And and Northwestern is plus 230 on the money line. Forecast calling for for sure rain. What happens here? Yeah, so this one is interesting for a couple reasons. You look at Wisconsin, who found a quarterback, by the way. That's not a Wisconsin thing. He's good. Have guys up top. um, That guy's good. Under center there. Um, defense is usually what they're known for. They play really good defense, and now everybody's talking about their offense. That defense is still really good, one of the best in the Big Ten. And you put them against a Northwestern team who has not necessarily struggled to score points, but they're not going to put up over 24 very often. And so you put that those two you know, clashing against each other like they do every single year, and games are going to be kind of close, which is why that line's at seven. But... I mean, need I remind you, Wisconsin was a six and a half point favorite of Michigan last week. Michigan's not good, but that I was a lock. I took that like twenty minutes before the game started. That was an easy win. I, Holy shit! Yeah, I domination. really don't think that Northwestern is as good on offense as Michigan is, and Michigan has their problems. So that's how, like, what I'm saying here is like, I just don't see it being that big of a deal. Um, I thought this line would be thirteen and a half, fourteen. Yep. Nope. It's pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nobody knows what to think low. of Northwestern right now. No, but they're playing great defense, too. I mean, Northwestern is playing great defense. They gave, they gave up their first touchdown in the second half in mm-hmm. 120 minutes straight of football exactly. last week. I mean, they're ranked 11th. They've given less, less than 100 yards rushing total right now. But Wisconsin runs the football. And Mertz can sling it, too. They're dual-threat team, man. They're good. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to catch anybody off guard here, but... Uh, this is Jacob Schaefer's Lock of the Week. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, while I really don't like the Big Ten, this game was too easy to stay away from. JP, like you said, you thought it was going to be a 14.5 point spread. I'm not bought in on Northwestern whatsoever. To my Big 12 knowledge, they remind me a lot of Kansas State. They've started off this season well. They have four wins against four... Meh, Okay, opponents. I'm not bought in on them. I think their season goes declining from here. It starts this weekend. Yes, they have a good defense, but they haven't seen an offense quite as big, as dominant on the run as Wisconsin's going to be. Graham Mertz is one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country. Spreads it out well. He completes 74% of his passes. When you have such a good running team like that and a quarterback that can be that efficient in completion percentage, they're going to make this defense struggle for Northwestern. And when we're talking about offensive side of the ball, this Northwestern offense is not very good. I mean, not they've been at a steady decline ever since that impressive 43 points against a very shaky Maryland defense. Uh, only 21 points against the Hawks, 27 points against Purdue, and really only 21 points against Nebraska. I'm not bought, bought in on Northwestern whatsoever. I actually got this game in today at 7 points. Give me Wisconsin, lock of the week. Minus seven against Northwestern. 
everything I was about to say is thrown out the window because now I have to take this game. And I'm taking Wisconsin. I'm riding with them. That would have been my pick anyway. Drew, Mer- <laughs> Drew Mertz is the real deal. Uh, once I saw he was playing last week, I immediately put that bet in, like I said. That was an easy cover. That was a blowout. Michigan looked terrible. Wisconsin looked very good. Can control that game. Uh, they look more physical than a lot of teams that they play. Granted, they've only played two teams, Michigan and Illinois. Illinois, obviously not that good, reflecting on their line this week against Nebraska. We'll touch on that later. However, I am going to ride the Badgers. Whether whether or not it's 7 or 7.5, I will ride the Badgers this weekend. But let's go into that game. Let's go into Illinois at Nebraska. I know JP wanted to talk about it. Nebraska 1-2, and two, Illinois 1-3. and three. Nebraska 1-2 and two against the spread, Illinois 2-2 two and two against the spread. This game is 15 points in favor of the Huskers. Uh, the over-under is 59, and Illinois is plus 475 on the money line. It's supposed to rain at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. What happens? I mean, I just don't think giving Nebraska 15 points right now is that... I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but that's a lot of points to be given a team that may have just found its footing, right? Um, granted, they are playing a team in Illinois who, or no, yeah, in Illinois, Illinois is not like, not very but cool. This team, this game has been close the last couple of years. I mean, look at it last year; it was an absolute slugfest. Yeah, and, but Illinois was Illinois was. I mean, they were they weren't a joke last year. Were they seven and five? They made a bowl game. They upset Wisconsin. This is a lot better uh, team last year with Illinois. When I think Nebraska was worse last year, I think Nebraska. I'm not gonna try to get Cam on his high horse here. I think Nebraska's getting better. I think they finally found a quarterback that could be consistent. I think Frost has figured it out. I think Nebraska's okay, whereas Illinois is not very good. I don't know. I do agree though. Fifteen and a half is a lot of points for a Nebraska offense, but I know that's just compared to last yeah, year. That's what I was saying. Completely. It's a lot of points to be given that team right now. Whether I don't know who like. Let's look at Illinois' games. Lost by a touchdown against Purdue. Blown out by Wisconsin. Blown out by Minnesota. Just beat Rutgers last week. That Rutgers, I think that Rutgers win without Rutgers is playing, and like they're getting better too. That's easily it tells the tale more than Minnesota blowing them out. I'm but, not obviously I'm not going to touch this game because it's my team, but I'm in agreement with JP here. I'm not convinced on Nebraska. Obviously, Illinois is not good. Um, Nebraska. We're not a very good team yet. We don't have many things figured out. Luke's better than Martinez has been playing lately, but I don't know if he's the guy. Uh, I hope so. I sure shit hope so. Um, but that is a lot of points. We're talking three touchdowns here, or two touchdowns and a field goal. At least that is a lot of points. We haven't beat anybody by that. Even Penn State last week, we get up early, uh, 24-6. to And then look at the game's final score. We ended up winning by seven. Penn State had a chance to tie that game. I'm not sure our defense can pan out in the second half. We are going to give up points to a team, so it's not like this is going to be a yeah. low-scoring game. Uh, maybe with the rain it'll change, but I do like JP's pick of Illinois plus 15. I hope it doesn't happen, but uh, I don't think we're to that point yet. I think we're getting better, but that's too many points to give like, a team. I'm not saying they're going to lose this game, but no. I could see a 34-24 game where Nebraska wins, right? Like I can see that happening. People like McCaffrey... I don't think he throws that great of a ball. From no, he what doesn't. I've seen. He doesn't like he doesn't throw that great of a ball. Kid's great on the ground. Similar balls, Adrian Martinez. That's where the arguments just, happen a lot. Is where McCaffrey's such a better thrower. He's really not like if you watch the balls he throws. Some of them are left-handed, and some of them are flapping like an Oregon duck. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with that pick. It's a tough game to call, but for the record, I didn't know this, but Nebraska, when it comes to over/unders, all three games have gone under. So over under 59 in that game, and it's supposed to piss rain the whole time. So maybe make your pick there. 
I don't know. Okay, I'm going to open the floor. Finishing touches on college football for this week. Uh, any games that you gentlemen would like to touch on, the floor is open. Oh, we have to mention the biggest game of the Big 12 this week. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Bedlam, uh, championship uh, implications for both teams. I was really torn between this game, but I think I'm finally figuring out who I like. Oklahoma minus seven seems like the pick. While I want Oklahoma State to win, as far as Iowa State's championship implications are in effect, Oklahoma State's offense just cannot seem to put it together. I, I just really don't understand why. Uh, only 20 points against Kansas State last week. Uh, they barely snuck it out against the Kansas State team that continues to get worse. And Oklahoma is just probably playing like the most pissed off team in the country. Like they have something to prove after those Kansas State and Iowa State losses. They're playing very, very good football. They're averaging 15 points per game in their last three games on defense. They've won five in a row in this series. Given a touchdown, that's pretty remarkable. I mean, this game opened up at 10 points, and then all of a sudden, I don't know why, but it's just shot down to seven. That seems like a for sure thing to me. Give me Oklahoma at home against an Oklahoma State team that continues to struggle on offense. Yeah, I think... What's going to happen here is this over-under at 59 isn't a bad play. And I think that's that way because Oklahoma State is struggling on offense. But how much can you really struggle against an Oklahoma defense, right? Like, they're going to figure it out. They're going to put up points. They're not playing to Kansas State, Iowa State, TCU, whatever defense that holds teams to low um, point amounts. They're playing Oklahoma. And Oklahoma doesn't have the best defense. So I think simplicity may be the key here for Oklahoma State. Just give the ball to Hubbard. Um, let Spencer Sanders kind of do his thing and play action out of the pocket, getting guys open. I don't really I, – I get the seven play, but my play might be an over. Um, I don't – Oklahoma State's defense is good. They're not going to hold Oklahoma less than 30 points, I don't think. And I think Oklahoma State has a chance to put up 30 as well. So I think the over-under would be the play here. That's what I like. The over. When you get into these rivalry games in the Big 12, you find that you run into those 65 to 61 matchups. And this definitely has potential to be one of those. Both offenses can put it together. Spencer Rattler, at the end of the day, he's one of the best quarterbacks probably in the Big 12. Uh, damn sure better than Brock Purdy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's not. You don't think so? I mean, no, no, I'm saying you're not kidding. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, no, I'm not. Okay. Spencer Rattler's pretty good. He can scramble out of the pocket as well. Both these quarterbacks get their feet going. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game as well. I wouldn't pick this game. I'm probably just going to enjoy watching it. Uh, I do think, however, Oklahoma does win by seven. They are rolling, and they are playing pissed off. So I'm in agreement with Schaefer and JP on this one. I think both of their picks are safe plays. JP. Yeah, I got a game uh, that should be a dandy. Liberty going to North Carolina State. They're three-and-a-half-point dogs. Liberty has played well this year. They have two ACC wins already. They just got done a couple weeks ago playing Virginia Tech in that crazy game. Um, 8-0, 6-2 ATS against the North Carolina State team, who's also 6-2 ATS. But the thing comes down to this. They have a guy at Liberty by the name of Malik Willis. And you better figure out his name quick because this guy's stats are ridiculous right now. He's thrown for over 1,600 yards, 15 touchdowns, one interception, over 700 yards on the ground. And nine touchdowns that way. They score points and they score a lot of them. 
Uh, I really think that they have a chance to win this game outright. Three and a half is good because you get that field goal if they lose by a field goal late. Also, plus um, one fifty on the money line. Yeah, yeah, it was good. That's my. That was going to say. So Cam has his shot to clears. JP loves his Liberty Flames. I don't know if he's willing to admit that or not. No, I, I just like them. They're right a now. good they, team. They do put up a lot of points, do, and I do like them in this game. Can as I well. do? A, can I do a money line play this weekend, JP? Because you're kind of convincing me. You're kind of absolutely. Good. Here's the deal. Like I'm gonna sprinkle both because I, if I lose that money line, I win the other one. I think this you might be a part. But if I hit them both, dude, <laughs> I mean, come on, double payout, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like North Carolina State's coming off a win against the Florida State team that's not very good. They had that game at, with Miami that everybody's like, oh, they should have won that game. They blew that down their leg. But I don't think Miami's that great. No, and their defense, and, NC State's defense isn't very and, good. No, they're not. They're ranked 99th right now. So they give up a lot of yards. They, they give which a lot goes of points. right into what Liberty wants to do. They want to put up points. They want to go. Parks, what do you want? You got some interjecting. Go. Might I add that the Liberty team offense causes issues for teams to close games. And if we know anything about NC State from playing Miami two weeks ago, they struggle closing games. That was an absolute shutout, and they just let Miami take over in the fourth quarter and, and, and steal a game away from them, basically. They covered, however they lost. Mm. I think that's very possible this weekend. This Liberty team is good, and they proved that they can win on a road against good teams like they did at Virginia Tech. So I do like the Liberty money line. I play. don't think they're going to overlook this game either with that Coastal game. No, absolutely up, not. Because they want to go 3-0 in the ACC. They want to say they could run with the big dogs. And they have a chance with one of the best quarterbacks, stat-wise, in the country. I mean, you can't put up numbers like that and not get some recognition. And, like, that's my fault, too. Because, like, last couple weeks, I was, like, just learning about this kid. But, dude, you got over 2,300 yards of offense by yourself. Come on. I mean, I, give the guy some love. I like the Flames. I really like the number three and a half. And we sprinkle the money line on top. Everybody in this room is now a Liberty Flames fan this weekend. Uh, fuck NC State. Although, RIP to their mascot. I heard about that. That's terrible. Yeah, that is. But one what? of the best logos in the game, that throwback look, is a great yes. look for North Carolina State. This might be a big payout for me. This might be a big leg in a parlay I might put together this weekend. Ooh, My Liber- Liberty, Liberty parlay. Love the Liberty parlay. Left. Words. Liberty money line. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Liberty money line is going to be in your parlay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You heard it. That'll be a big deal. I'm going to do that. I'm doing that, and then a couple of probably yeah. clear picks. I do like Liberty here as well. I got one uh, midweek game. I think it's Friday night. Boise State minus fourteen. Hawaii. I don't think Hawaii is very good. I think Boise State's finding yeah, their feet again with Bachmeyer back. I think that line's too low. It is. Um, so I'll look at that, and I most likely will be taking that. I believe. Oh, it is Saturday. It oh, is Saturday. the Saturday it is night. nightcap. That's right. Generous dream. Generous dream. I mean, we're not with the new sanctions that's been put out by the governor here. We're not going to be out too much. We'll be in the house, so that just means we're going to watch football in our own home. That sounds good to me. I mean, so. That'll be on, and we have, I mean, it's a good slate Saturday. Lines may be strange. Great games. I mean, but games, there's a lot of implications flying around right now. You get a couple of obvious picks in the afternoon. You have your Liberty Flames cover, and then you sit back, 14 points, Boise State, take their money line, and you just enjoy the show. You enjoy your payout. You're taking Boise State's money line? Yeah, because it'll be huge. Just another leg. 550. Oh, in your yeah, parlay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Parla- Explain parla- that. Explain another that. leg. Okay, it's another leg. <laughs> 550 in the uh, same parlay as Liberty? Yeah. Oh, Ooh, yeah. A yeah. little yep. uh, wager there. That'll bring... That'll yeah. Evens yeah, it out. Yeah, evens yeah. it out. Just bring it evens up. it out. Plus, we like watching football at 11 o'clock at night. Get yeah, at I'm us. Not mad about it at all. But yeah. One more little game that I 
think is interesting. Uh, Maryland, six and a half. Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan State. What? Who they're going to play? Quarterback. They can't play Rocky. Lombardi Rocky Lombardi's game. worst quarterback in the Big Ten. He's had two horrible weeks, and it's like. You want the kid, you feel bad for the kid, but do you really if he's done it two weeks in a row? Like, it's not like he's playing just bad. He's playing awful. Yeah. And Maryland's finding their footing. The younger Tiger of Iowa is playing well. It's a lot of points that they're putting up. Six and a half may be too little for this. I agree. That's do it. not do not be surprised if you see, uh, I don't even know his fucking name. Talia. Talia. I think it's... No, no. no. Talking I'm talking about Michigan State. Oh, yeah, you be quiet. Michigan State, if their backup quarterback runs out, he's number 10. I don't know who he is. He came in the other day after they took Rocky out in first play. He ran like a 45-yard draw. If he plays here, I think that that might be... That'll be a closer the game. deciding factor. Sure. Yeah. But Rocky Lombardi, if he plays, he'll throw three picks. Michigan, I mean Maryland will win this game by three touchdowns. Yeah, you just gotta kind of wait and see who plays. And if one start, if Lombardi starts and he plays bad, he's coming out quick. He's got a yeah, short he's, chain on him right now. He's terrible. Okay, let's jump in. We're we're gonna talk about something that we have not introduced yet in this podcast. We're just gonna touch on it really fast. Obviously, no games to get into, but it is coming up on us quick, and that is college basketball. Uh, well, how do we feel about college basketball? This year is going to be weird. Um, as you, like a lot of teams don't even have their full schedule out right now. Uh, I'm an Iowa guy, and this is supposed to be the most preseason hype they've had since '02, and even before that. I mean, this is the most hype they've had around the season a lot. Um, they have your preseason national player of the year, Luca Garza, um, finalist last year, but they are ranked in the top five. They've got some um, preseason games, or not preseason games, but early season games against Gonzaga, North Carolina, that are going to be. Big tells, I think, on how the year is going to go. Um, Gonzaga is going to be great again. They always are. Baylor's up there. It'll be a good Big 12. It'll be a great Big 10. And I think it'll be a solid ACC, too. But I think this year is just going to be the year of who's hot. I mean, usually you find a basketball team in NCAA or two or three. They're like, yep, yeah, those would be your national champions. You can circle a couple up. This might be a wide-open year. And let's, I mean, watch some hoops and enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, as an Iowa State fan, I we can push college basketball season uh, back as far as possible because I'm really not looking forward to them getting just absolutely smacked in the Big 12 this year. I don't know. I, I, I think that it will be interesting whether or not they figure out this non-conference schedule. I mean, they got a lot of good games mm-hmm. coming up. I know JP, Big Hawk, Homer, I mean, that's going to be a good game. Jalen Suggs and Gonzaga playing uh, Iowa in Sioux Falls. Hopefully they get a couple of those non-conference games under these guys' belt. Uh, as far as the yeah. season goes, it's just they just got to stay in their bubble, yeah. stay healthy. Hopefully they can get a good slate of games mm-hmm. under them. And we'll see what they decide on the NCAA tournament. I mean, we know where they're playing. It's just a matter of how many teams are they going to get in this year? Are they going to keep I it the same? I think it'll stay at 68. But I, I just for me, it's like you want to give these kids a chance, right? You're putting them in the middle of the flu season. You're putting them in the middle of – a second wave of the coronavirus. You just want them to have a chance, just, no matter who you're a fan of. You just feel bad for the non-power fives, though, because they don't get the same testing as the big schools. No, so there's a lot of things over. Them. That's why I just think it might, should be a bigger, a bigger expansion this year. But I don't know. We'll see. Something it, I got to talk about. Uh, as you guys know, I'm a Nebraska fan when it comes to football. Uh, my teams jump all over the place, uh, like AIDS back in the '80s. <laughs> Give it an explanation. I'm a Georgetown fan when it comes to basketball. They're a member of the Big East Conference. If you don't know who that is, it's very likely that you don't because we haven't been good since we got smacked by Florida Gulf Coast in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. I just want to interrupt. If you actually don't know who Georgetown is, you'd be surprised. You got problems. You shouldn't be listening to this podcast because <laughs> college basketball season will be very. It's coming and we're <laughs> going to be ready for it. 
Uh, yeah, member of the Big East Conference. Uh, I do watch them every year because they come to play Creighton, and I fucking hate Creighton. Uh, yeah, Georgetown, I don't know how we're going to be this good, how good we're going to be this year. Uh, we're going to ride on Pickett all year again. Uh, we are young. We lost Mac McClung, obviously, to Texas Tech, who's also projected not to start for Texas Tech. Yep. Fuck you, Mac, for leaving <laughs> us. Um, yeah, so I don't know how we're going to be this year, but I do hope a college basketball season happens. And if it does, we're going to bet it, and we're going to talk about it yeah. all year long. We're going to learn how to bet the basketball. And it is not easy to no, bet college basketball. No, it was basketball. so hard last year. And yeah, like, stay with us. Don't doubt us. Even if we give you a couple losers, we're going to uh, figure it out. We're judge gonna us on them. We are going to, yeah, judge us on them. We're going to give you some winners as the season goes on. I think I think conference play will be a lot of fun this year, though. I really yeah. do. We're excited for college basketball. Also, something JP and I need to talk about. This is kind of our thing. Hopefully, Schaefer gets into it because we're going to win a lot. Uh, NHL coming up January 1st. We will definitely bet on that. I bet on that probably the best out of anything I bet. Uh, I raped the bubble this year when it came to gambling. And I plan to do the same when it starts up again. I'm a Dallas Stars fan. JP, a Chicago Blackhawks fan. I don't know if he wants to talk about it. But we will bet hockey and we will get that rolling when that comes around as well. I definitely prefer betting hockey yes. over the NCAA. Just for the simple reason that I can figure out the NHL easier than I can figure out these college kids playing hoops. Um, yes. I know how it works. It's not the same as football. You, talent doesn't always win in hoops. But if you're just a better football team majority are going to win but things roll in um think shots don't go in that kind of thing so i think basketball wise it's a lot harder upsets upsets happen much more often in basketball maybe because they play more but in basketball like last year Stephen f austin against duke two years ago i should say or is that last well remember you you can just like if you have a shorter team smaller team you can just be on a good shooting night and win whereas Mm -hmm. hockey it's a physical game it's kind of the same game plan going into it most of the time. I think that's why you just... But everybody beats everybody in the NHL. Let's not get yeah. that fucked up. But we'll tell you the team that's going to win that night. I promise you that. Okay. That wraps it up. Another episode of the It's Just Money podcast presented by Two Brothers North. That is the premier clothing and guiding company for the duck hunter on the Missouri River. We appreciate those guys once again. I appreciate you all joining us. Please tell your friends to like and follow our Twitter page and give it a listen. We'll see you next time. Deuces. Love you, Mom.